another episode of Mic'd Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2022 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers from the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at MidAmericaRV.com. Welcome into the show. Happy Tuesday to all of our listeners, especially those listening in the call-in app. Again, live every weekday right here at 10 a.m. Central Time. A lot to get into. It's crazy how much... Well, it's crazy how fast June has gone by. Mm-hmm. One, I don't know if everybody else is experiencing that too. Uh, but then also, I haven't had those like real super slow news days. Yeah, I don't know if that's something. Maybe I shouldn't talk about it because I don't want to jinx it. Well, it's too late because we did yesterday on radio and we are right now on the podcast. But it's like we—it's been nice to be able to come in. It's like all right, we have something to talk about. This I, is it, and like I, hockey helped us out a lot. Too. I ended yesterday's show and it was like, oh, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. What the fuck are we going to talk about tomorrow? Uh, well, we have Kyrie, New- Kyrie Irving news to talk about. Uh, John Wall getting into some basketball free agency, some football players fighting each other, and then also taking a look at the 2023 college football recruiting class, which is shaping up to be an all-time great one, um, Arch Manning included in that one. And, of course, our Tell the Truth Tuesdays for you here. Um, what day is it? Taco Tuesday, boy. That was a good try, but I need more excitement. What Make do you mean? Me believe it. Like like a Taco Tuesday. It's better, but I think you just changed your voice. I think I did too. Taco Tuesday. I don't know. I'm just not feeling it today. You're not. You're it's not. not. It's just it's not there. That's embarrassing. <laughs> three, three embarrassing. That's three strikes. But you know what? I think this is a, a great example, and this goes to show people that are actors, that's when it's hard. <laughs> yeah. yeah, good for you them. You've got to be able to bring that excitement yeah. even when you're yeah. not. Excited. I'm excited. I'm glad to be here. Just then the Taco Tuesday aspect. You eat Mexican food probably more than anyone I know. Because I well, went you know, for I, about seven years with not I'll say eating I, it. You crave. Yeah. I don't know that you eat it, but like anytime it's like, hey, you want to get lunch? You want to go to dinner? Anything like that? You know, like, yeah, Mexican food? Yep. <laughs> and I like it a lot too, but for me to be like, can we pump the brakes on the <laughs> chips and queso? Hey, man, we just we <laughs> ate that last week. Like, Come on, right? We like, can't throw, do this every Thursday. Throw, throw a burger in there every once in a while, yeah. or, you know, some pizza, a healthy salad that's not healthy <laughs> for you. Uh, we do have the Kyrie Irving news, uh, which kind of came out last night, and the title of the episode is even Kyrie back to the Nets. For now, I don't believe him, mm-hmm. and I've just been burned by him too many times in his weirdness. So I know that like. Uh, peek behind the curtain. We have Sports Center on while we do the show, so we can kind of see if there's any big breaking news and stuff like that. They're even talking about him back, and I think a lot of people are excited. I'm hesitant. If mm-hmm. I were a Nets fan, I would still be very guarded in my excitement for Kyrie Irving coming back. And then about 10 minutes before we started the show, uh, Shams came out and even said teams are still expected to continue the pursuit of Kyrie Irving. Mm-hmm. It's this is weird for me because even if he was going to be moved, he was going to have to opt into this contract or uh, sign a, a new contract to be traded. Yep. And so I mean, to me, what... yesterday this didn't this didn't move the needle for me. I mean, cool, he's opted in. I think he made some comments about being with the Nets. I don't think this is over. 
yet, though. It's definitely not in my mind either because, I mean, it's just what NBA players do. They opt into, you know, a contract like this or they get a contract so they know what they're going to get paid and then it's uh, still trade me because you're going to trade me, but I just want to know what I'm making. So I know I'm going to make $36.5 million next year. It's not going to be freaking here, though. Yeah, I mean, another player that opted in this morning, Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Is that guaranteeing that he's going to be a Laker next year? Absolutely not. It guarantees he's going to make $47.1 million, which is <laughs> it's disgusting. Stupid. Now, I think I saw the other day James Harden had opted into his uh, player option as well. Yep. But again, like that doesn't mean these guys are going to be there. It, it means I mean, that they're going to get paid that yeah. dollar amount. So with Kyrie, I, I guess you, if you want to feel good about it, you probably do today. But I think a lot of us, myself, yourself included, mm-hmm. still a little bit hesitant to to buy into the fact that he's actually going to be a Brooklyn Net next year. Yep. And I mean, if you're a Brooklyn Nets fan, like this is sucks. Like you, I thought I saw someone compare it to a Kim Kardashian's wedding, uh, where she married the NBA player uh, Chris Humphreys. Is that was that his name? I, I don't remember. But just like how quickly that it like started and ended, and I was like, "This is exactly the Brooklyn Nets, where you had Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, and then it just quickly came to an end." But I also saw reports yesterday, and I don't know—I feel like it was Bleacher Report that I saw them from, where it was like the Nets just don't like they don't want to deal with what they did last year with Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving. They are ready to move on from that. Yeah, I have a uh, first tell the truth Tuesday since you brought it up. Uh, well, I think it was over the weekend, the Mahomes family, Brittany and Patrick, announced their their second baby, uh-huh. gender reveal, they're going to have a boy. Yep. And I saw it because I follow both of them on Instagram. So it's like, okay, I see your story, whatever. I saw the news. And then I thought, why have I not gotten a notification about this? And this is surprising to me. Like, Usually I get this kind of stuff. Yeah. I deleted the Bleacher Report app. And that's why I didn't see it is <laughs> because they are usually the people that send me like this nonsense. Like, oh, my God, I same. <laughs> I forgot I did that. Mm-hmm. But I even I, I sat there and literally saw it on Instagram and thought, wow, this happened like two hours ago and I haven't had a single notification for it yet. I bet for those of you that still have the Bleach Report app. I got that note. Yeah. <laughs> if you're a Chiefs fan, you know, what? I don't even know if you have to be a Chiefs fan to get the Mahomes update. It's NFL news. That's what they're going to put it as. Everyone sees this shit. <laughs> right. Uh, that was my my first Tell the Truth Tuesday. I, <laughs> I, I still like a lot of people that work there. Obviously, have a relationship with that company. Um, but some of the notifications that I was getting was just stupid. So I, I did delete it. I didn't need it. Uh, I feel like there used to be a time when Bleacher Report beat ESPN to every notification. Yes. And yeah. that's why I liked Bleach Report so much was because of that. Mm-hmm. I got scores updates, anything that was going on, breaking news, boom, Bleach Report had it out and on my phone, and it would be like 20 minutes later I'd get it from ESPN. Mm-hmm. And now it's, it's slowly flipped. over time, yeah. You know, honestly, now I, it's just Twitter. Just having those Twitter notifications on, you get everything. Yeah. Or at least I do. If you follow the, the big accounts from the, the major sports, mm-hmm. I need – who's the hockey insider? I have I zero insight. idea. I have no idea. I don't either. I couldn't even begin to tell you. So if you Jesse. know, <laughs> drop it in the chat. <laughs> yeah, send Jesse, it in let the us DMs. know. Because you have like the Adam Schefter. I feel like there's a million for football. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you have Woj for basketball. I have Jeff Passan for baseball. Yep. I need a hockey guy. Definitely. I, I never really thought and of Shams it. And Shams, too, uh, I mentioned. Uh, he did put out an article that teams are still 
expected to pursue Irving. And I, you mentioned it too. The Nets don't want to go through this again. Kyrie Irving opting into this contract. He's still a free agent next year. Mm-hmm. So even if you're a Nets fan, I don't know how many of you listen to the show, I can't imagine that you're still feeling real great about this. Yeah, because I mean, let's say he does come back and play this year. It's the last year. And you thought, like, last year with the COVID aspect of, like, not getting the vaccine and playing in New York, like, if he just doesn't want to play, he's still just not going to play. Like, that's the thing. And I get, uh, I heard, I think it was Emmanuel Acho talking about it, too, on his show uh, when I was coming back from lunch into the office that, you know, there were plenty of opportunities for Kyrie Irving to stand up for, like, the social justice and, like, social issues as well in Cleveland, and he didn't. And then when he got to New York, he did. And it, like, it took away from basketball and what he wanted to do. And then the whole COVID vaccine, it was just like he just kind of picked and chose when he wanted to do something and be active. And like when he mentioned I was like, wow, I guess I never looked at it that way. But like with Kyrie, and again, I'm not saying like, oh, don't stand up for social justice. It's like if that's what you're passionate about, that's what you're passionate about. That's great. You're doing the right thing. It's just the way that he went about it and then just like left his team in the process of doing that. It was just like I would rather just not play basketball and focus on this. Well, I mean, he also left the team for a couple of days for family birthdays. Yes. Which is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard in professional sports. <laughs> and the way that he did it, too. Like, Dennis Rodman was pretty crazy. He disappeared to Vegas for a couple of days. But then for Kyrie to do it, to just be like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to actually miss games to do this. Mm-hmm. Like, even back to the 30 for 30, the last dance, like, oh, where's... D-Rob, nobody knows. Oh, he's in Vegas, but he's back for the game or whatever. Yep. <laughs> he was like, crazy. He missed some practices. And that was the thing. We've talked about that before, too. Is like his stats were just through the roof. I mean, he's just playing phenomenal basketball. Yeah, he's going like, to Vegas hey. for three days, but coming back and grabbing 20 rebounds and <laughs> exactly. shutting down alone. Like, I don't fucking care. Kyrie Irving's coming back. And it's like, oh, man, I'm going to need, need another week just to get back on the floor playing basketball. That's where Phil Jackson probably steps in, and he's just like, that's how Rodman recharges the batteries, you know? <laughs> yeah. Some guys need a day off every once in a while. Rodney's That's Vegas and about a whole bunch of women. Yeah, about 25 strippers, and uh, he's getting drunk off his ass. Then he's going to come back, and he's going to rebound really well for us. Uh, with the Kyrie stuff, though, it is. I think it's going to be interesting to see. I think that we're in for a pretty exciting summer with NBA movement. And even if, again, Nets fans, I don't know how you can feel about Kevin Durant even, of you know the rumors and speculation of if Kyrie leaves, then Kevin Durant's going to ask for a trade. Yep. I mean, I. This takes me back, you know, seven years when my ex-wife, then wife at the time, said we were going to have a trial separation. I didn't feel too good about that. I feel like that's what Kyrie and Kevin Durant are doing <laughs> too. It's like this is nice. We're still here. Yeah, we're still married. But <laughs> you got one foot out the door already. My agent is talking to other teams about a sign and trade. Yeah. So I don't know. I just. Maybe it's because it's these two guys who've been on multiple teams and Kyrie Irving coming out and saying, you know, making comments about normal people and stuff like that. I don't I wouldn't feel good about it. I feel good about it personally because, again, I want to see the craziness. I want that chaos in the NBA you know, as long as both of them don't end up with the Lakers. If as both long as of- Kevin Durant doesn't. I don't want that to happen. If Kyrie does it, fine. I think that thing's going to just implode on itself. Yeah. But, but Kevin if, Durant, if he went to the Lakers, I think they would probably win a championship or at least be very good. Yeah. and But you do think it would be a good pairing if Kevin Durant did end up there. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. You just don't want to see it. Okay. And I don't want to. 
Because I think that would be a super team. Yeah, it would be very interesting to watch, but it would also just be the whole, like, I mean, it's just the Lakers. They always get every superstar. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you look at all these greats in the NBA. A lot of them have played for the freaking Lakers at one point or another in their career. And, like, that's where it's like. I even saw on the NBA draft, Orlando Magic picked first overall and selected Paulo Boncaro. There were already people that had him in a Lakers uniform, like the jersey edit, because Shaq, Shaq. went number one overall, <laughs> yeah. Dwight Howard went number one overall, and then they both ended up on the Lakers. It's like, yeah, Paulo going to end up out there. And I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if he does. Give it six years and bam, there he is. Yeah, history tells you that it's a very good up, uh, chance that he does. Anthony <laughs> Davis, LeBron. And if you're the Magic, you're like, God bless it. We've got to lock him up. We've got to make this quick. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but I do think it's going to be an exciting NBA offseason. Uh, John Wall also, uh, he reached a buyout agreement with the Houston Rockets, and it sounds like he intends to sign with the L.A. Clippers, which is a low-key good team. It, it is, uh, yeah. If, if Kyrie comes back, I don't know, maybe you know, 13 months just isn't long enough to recover from an ACL injury for him. And uh, Paul George, maybe he decides that he actually wants to play yeah. basketball too. Then you throw John Wall in the mix, who last year he did not play basketball. And he was not injured. Nope. And still got paid <laughs> all that money. The NBA is so good at some things and so dumb at other things. The <laughs> fact like, that you can get paid like $40 million to just not play. Yeah, and then you get a buyout at the end of the year. It's like, all right, you're free to go do whatever you want. We're sick of this. We're, we've had <laughs> yeah. enough. We are tired of paying you to do nothing. You can go do nothing for someone else. Yep. And, and with like, John Wall, we'll see what kind of player he is coming back. I still think he's a good player. I just think he's been bounced around so much lately that we've just not seen him be consistent. You know what I mean? We haven't seen a consistent John Wall in a really long time. Yeah, I mean, well, he didn't even play last year. Yeah. And then um, the last time that he did play was the 2020-2021 season. He was still dropping 20 points a game. Yep. Nearly seven assists. That was for a bad Rockets team, though, so I do wonder if we see him take a dip in the scoring totals just because yeah. he's I not going to he, get so many shots up with the Clippers. I think we'd almost see like a peak John Wall with the Clippers if he ends up, you know what I mean, if Kawhi Leonard's healthy and Paul George is healthy. Because, I mean, he's just going to run the offense. And if he can do that well like we've seen him do before, it's like, man, that actually would be kind of like, I don't know, a scary little trio there. Where it's like, okay, yeah, we, we know they're all good, but they haven't been healthy at the same time, and that is a big if, if you can stay healthy. Yeah, especially but if with they Kawhi. Can, yeah, that would be very intriguing. Kawhi and John Wall both been healthy scratches Yep, at times. Uh, Kawhi was hurt last year. I, I feel like he probably could have come back last year and took the conservative route. I don't want to get hurt again, uh, but yeah. who knows with him. It's not like he's out there doing media or anything like that. John Wall, 31 years old. Uh, we'll see what kind of player he is and what kind of role he has to take with the Clippers. Yeah. Um, that, I think that'll be a big change for him. And also, uh, taking it to the WNBA side of things, which we've never done before, I don't think. Uh-oh. Uh, the Brittany Griner news, she is uh, set for trial July 1st, this Friday, on criminal charges. And Again, she was uh, detained in Russia. Uh, kind of at the the start of the Ukraine-Russia war that's going on uh, because she had a vape cartridge with hash oil in her luggage. Uh, this is just a, a terrible situation. I, I hope that 
they get it figured out soon. I, I still can't believe this. They said that she's under investigation for large-scale drug transportation mm-hmm. for a vape pen. Is that the only thing that was in there? I felt like I heard she had like weed too. I don't think so. Or was it just a? I, little, I yeah. think that they like initially said, "Oh, she had uh, weed in her luggage," and it turned out to just be you know a little bit of hash oil in her luggage. So gotcha. hopefully that gets figured out soon. I I think that organizations like the NBA has done such a good job. And at the beginning, I'll tell you one of the reasons why I didn't talk about it, we didn't talk about it, is because a lot of people were saying like, "Hey, don't bring attention to this." Not that you know. Uh, Putin is listening to Mike Up every day. If he is, <laughs> fuck you. Um, okay. <laughs> but it was like, don't bring attention to the Britney Griner stuff. Uh, we don't want Russia to know how big of a star she actually is. Mm-hmm. She's like a six foot seven woman uh, who looks very athletic. So I think they probably pre- picked up on it pretty quickly. And she also plays professional basketball over there. Like yeah, she and has on vacation <laughs> and has for like several years. I yeah, mean, that's so. what she does in the summers. Like I'm going to go to Russia. I'm going to make more money than I do here, and I'm going to keep playing basketball. Yeah, very but well. Hopefully that situation gets figured out uh, pretty quickly. And yeah. another big thing in the NFL, go to that side now. This is ridiculous, but I'm intrigued. Adrian Peterson and Le'Veon Bell have agreed to box in July, at the end of July. I, I've i said it before, I'm into the celebrity boxing stuff. Yeah, this is going to be... One hell of a bout. Like I don't, because I don't know. Like you look at Adrian Peterson, you're like, this dude has muscle on top of muscle, and then you look at Le'Veon Bell, and it's like, I don't know, he's got some twitching, or he did. I, you know what I mean? And now it's a, what are these guys even going to be like? Like how good of a fight is this really going to be? Like if I looking at it right now, here, like Adrian Peterson's going to fight Le'Veon Bell. Adrian Peterson's winning this fight. You think so? Yeah, I just feel like he is. But at the same time, I don't know anything else about Le'Veon Bell. And the only thing I've ever feared about Le'Veon Bell is just his patience behind the line of scrimmage to wait for his blocks to set up, and then see you later, he's gone. That's been my fear of Le'Veon Bell. Or if he's going to drop like a diss track on me. <laughs> right, I know that side of him too. Adrian Peterson's going to run over me and then grab a switch off a tree and go to town on my ass. <laughs> and I don't want that either. Yeah, Adrian Peterson does have experience beating people. So, yeah. uh, he is also... 37 years old. Le'Veon Bell, 30 years old. So quite a difference there. But at the same time, just like as a football guy looking at it, Adrian Peterson has been better more recently than Le'Veon Bell. (laughs) So I don't even know. They both played in 2021. And I I think that Adrian Peterson was probably better that year. I think he was. Le'Veon Bell had 101 yards. And two touchdowns in 2021. Adrian Peterson had 98 and two touchdowns. This is a toss-up. <laughs> <laughs> who, so got we'll more, who had more carries? Uh, Peterson had 38 carries. And Bell had 39 carries. Yikes, man. You give Peterson another carry, that's probably a touchdown in about six yards. Yards per attempt, Bell had 2.6 yards per attempt. And Peterson, <laughs> 2.6 yards per attempt. Damn. It's right there. So hey, this is a neck and neck matched. type of fight. You know, seven year difference. Who cares? Adrian Peterson was one of the most feared Oklahoma players in my lifetime. <laughs> I absolutely hated every time that man touched the ball. That kid touched the ball. He was young, um, and even when he got drafted early on like the, with the Vikings, I still liked him. Mm-hmm. Then I know he's probably a shitty person or shitty father, 
But I I hated watching him carry the ball at Oklahoma. Yeah, He's a guy that, I mean, for a long time in his, into his career, I thought that he could score from anywhere on the field. Well, he pretty much did, mm-hmm. like, even in the NFL. Like, he'd take a ball to the left, hit the hole, cut back to the right, and just say, see you later, and just outrun everybody. And it was like, I'm going to tackle you. And it's like, here's this left shoulder for you. Eat some of that. <laughs> Jake put it in the chat. Uh, AP versus LB, winner gets back in the league. <laughs> Maybe so. I, there's no chance either one of these guys plays next year. No. They, Isn't it? Wasn't it Frank Gore that tried to do the celebrity boxing stuff but got his ass kicked? Yeah, I think he lost. I think he got knocked out. That's what I thought, too. Now, if I have, if this, I have to pay for this, I'm not going to. Oh, you're probably going to have to, yeah. I mean, it's going to be some kind of expensive pay-per-view. Like, I'm sorry, I'm not paying 40 bucks to watch two former running backs. Excuse fight. me. Frank Gore won that boxing match with a vicious knockout on May 15th. He won this fight. Who did he fight? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know either. I'm like, oh, I love celebrity boxing, but then I don't watch any of it. <laughs> I'm more excited about the the build up to it. And I thought he, I also saw on Twitter today that today is the anniversary of Mike Tyson biting Evander Holyfield's ear. The anniversary is today. Mm-hmm. I saw yesterday was the anniversary of him. Uh, I don't remember who the fighter was, but he pretty much knocked a guy out in 90 seconds. It was like, could you imagine paying for pay-per-view then or going to this boxing match, paying all this money, and it's over in 90 seconds? A boxing match. Mm-hmm. Put the guy on his knees because he hit him in the stomach with like a left uppercut, and then he got back up and was ready to go, and then he hit him with another uppercut and knocked him out. And it was like, well, this is the fight. See you guys later. Back to Frank Gore, though. 39 years old. The f- person that he was fighting it was 29 and is 0-2 in his career and got knocked the F out by Frank Gore. Good for so His career is probably over. Yeah. Frank Gore, he retired officially, didn't he? Yeah, we talked about that, I think, a month ago. Mm-hmm. So I, much has happened. So I still am maybe like the one person out there that doesn't think Frank Gore is a Hall of Famer. He's very, it's, very just, it's hard to think that he's not because of the longevity of his career. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's going to be, I don't know, I feel like a while till we see another running back kind of reach what he has. What's again, the saying that everybody loves? Can you tell the story of the NFL without Frank Gore? Yeah. Absolutely you can. <laughs> Good luck working his name into the story of the NFL. Yeah. This guy just never left. <laughs> right. Like, he's got plenty of opportunities. He started playing like 1985. Like, you forget that he's still playing for the 49ers. He's like, fuck, he had another two, you know, back-to-back seasons of 1,000 yards. Like, damn. <laughs> yeah. Which I, I like him. I liked him coming out of Miami. I uh, always felt bad for him because the the injuries that he suffered early on in his career. But at the same time, I just... He's going to be he was so good for so long. You can't argue that, but yeah. I just don't know that he's. He's not going to be a first ballot guy. He might be like a seven, eight, nine, ten ballot guy where it's like, oh, hey, like, you know, you're 39 right now. You're going to be about 75 by the time we get you in. Sorry, uh, never a top five running back in a season. No, probably not. Uh, even back to his best season was 2006. There's his second year in the league. He rushed for 1,695 yards. It's a shitload of yards. Uh, only had eight touchdowns that season, though. So I, I think that was probably his best year. But even that was like peak LaDainian Tomlinson mm-hmm. in 2006. He, he never won a Super Bowl, did he? He didn't win a Super mm-hmm. Bowl with the, the Niners. Well, All-Pro Pro Bowl, if you're looking at stats, you have it there. Five-time Pro Bowler. Say All-Pro? No, none. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where like I know that he has a shitload of rushing yards, 16,000. Is right that on the second nose. all-time? Huh? Is that second all-time to Emma Smith? 
second or third. Okay. Yeah, it's up there. But again, he was never just a top guy in the league. Yeah. But he, I mean, his ability to do it for that long was very impressive. I won't take anything away from him. There, uh, with the celebrity fighting stuff, is there anybody that you would like to see do it? That are like retired players? Mm-hmm. I'd like to see Jared Allen fight somebody. Uh, I, he just looks like he was probably a wrestler at some point. I, exactly, yeah. I just think it would be hilarious to see the, him just get out there and be like, all right, Country Boy's going to kick your ass. Let's go. <laughs> now, who he would fight, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't mm-hmm. know that. Like, some of the, maybe these uh, retired offensive linemen that have like lost a bunch of weight, I think would be cool. Yeah, make two of them go yeah. at each other. The Schwartz brothers would be impressive. N- not two guys that have lost weight since. No, they're no. Playing. I, Mitch they're did like a little men. bit, and then he just like he's so big that he just like can't. I don't know if he just doesn't want to find anything that fits him right or if he's just like, oh, this works. But he's got, like, his wife who's just, like, (laughs) very, like, very pretty. You can tell she's in the world of fashion, loves that. And then you got this dude in fucking jeans, a baggy-ass T-shirt, and these massive Nike tennis shoes. And it's like, brother, (laughs) not even trying for style. (laughs) It works for him, though. Uh, Here are a couple from the chat. Tyler says, uh, Tim Tebow versus Johnny Football. Here's the thing. Tebow is obviously in much better shape, but I bet he's never been in a fight. I bet Johnny Manziel has been in a lot of fights. He's probably not that much smaller. I bet Johnny Manziel seems like a scrappy guy. Yeah, right? And then Tim Tebow, he's that big guy who's going to get his ass kicked. Yes, where he shows up. Johnny Football in that fight. Yeah. Joe Thomas and Jared Allen, that's who I, that would be a good one. Aaron Donald fight Dan Snyder from Bryce, that's a good one as well. Yeah, that'd be a, a shit show for sure. Um, and I don't know if you saw this, but there is drama in the NBA because Draymond Green has been running his mouth like nonstop yeah. since he won the final uh, since they won the finals. And he kind of went after Kendrick Perkins and was telling him to stop running his mouth. I don't know if you saw the follow-up video because it wasn't up for very long. Uh-uh. Kendrick Perkins is not a man I would fuck with. No, no. like I know he's massive. Gotten, I know he's gained a lot of weight since like leaving the NBA. He was still a big dude in the NBA playing center. Mm-hmm. Like he wasn't ever in like stellar shape, and he just didn't fuck around there either. That's why people were like, "Hey, like why is Kendrick Perkins still in the league? Because he's gonna beat the shit out of somebody if you mess with." Yeah, them. and that was part of it with Perk was that like he was like that enfer- enforcer type. Yes, and even. That was part of his like rebuttal to Draymond Green. It's like everybody in the NBA knows you're soft, that you're not going to do anything. Like people talk about it all the time behind your back. And I, I saw the serious look in Kendrick Perkins' eyes of like, I'm not fucking around anymore. You can talk, you can put it on your podcast all you want, but like it's on site. <laughs> Yike! <laughs> no cap, dog. Yeah, Kendrick Perkins was listed at six foot ten. 270 pounds in his playing days. Yeah, pull up. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to guess he's probably 350 oh, now. I want to keep going more than that. He, I mean, he's tall. I mean, Draymond Green is six foot six, 230 pounds. Yeah. I'm taking Kendrick Perkins in that fight. Yep. All day. 100%. I'm right there with you. And again, I just scouting the guys as fighters, I – think that Kendrick Perkins has probably been about it in his day. Yeah, for Draymond, sure. 
I've always kind of thought Draymond was fake tough. Very much so, in that he's just chippy. Like he he's gonna find a way to get underneath your skin, and that's like how he, he uses his fake toughness to his advantage. Because mm-hmm. like I'm gonna sit here and run my mouth, I'm probably not gonna be able to do anything about it because I'm six six playing in the post. But I got Steph Curry and Clay hitting about six threes in your eyes. What's up? And then I still get to run right. my mouth. Yeah, I'm the one that passing the ball. What's uh-huh. up? I set that screen. Well, yeah, I kicked that guy in the nuts. Yeah, that was that was me. I got that long rebound, still uh-huh. attacking the basket, following the shot. What you gonna do? But even like in the finals, like him and Jalen Brown kind of got into a little bit of a situation. Mm-hmm. Jalen Brown wasn't backing down. No, the, even the look in Jalen Brown's eye with his big old beard that he's got was like, ah, I don't know, man. I just you can just tell some people are are just different. In their mindset, I was like, I would welcome this in a heartbeat. Like, come on. Yep, I, I think so, too. Um, uh, one place that you can go and you won't have to fight is Roper Kia uh, for just a, a great hassle-free buying experience. I've went to a couple other dealerships just thinking, like, oh, you have a car, a truck, or vehicle that I like. Let me go talk to your dealers. It's an absolute shit show. I hate it. It's They give you the runaround. It's the back and forth of let me talk to the salesman. Then he has to go talk to his manager. Then he has to come back and all this other bullshit. Roper Kia, the spot to buy a new car. Uh, check out their inventory. If they don't have the car of your dreams, they will help you find it. And if you mention us here at Mike Top, they're going to give you $1,000 off your nicer or newer ride. Absolutely. Next up is going to be Gunspot. Make sure you visit them at Gunspot.com for all your gun and ammo needs. No reserved auction to every single week. And one of the best parts about the website is there's no hidden fees when you go to checkout, so you don't have to worry about that. Also, it's not a matter of if. It is a matter of when you visit their website. So be sure to do that again at Gunspot.com. And now some of those summer topics that we're going to get into. Uh, I I said it the other day. Maybe it was yesterday. I don't really get into high school recruiting. Yeah. I'm not scouting any of these players. Even when Arch Manning signed with Texas, uh, I have no idea how good he's going to be. Do I think the Manning name carries a little bit of weight with these recruiting services? I do. Uh, but I also don't think that they're going to necessarily put their names on the line and be like, oh, let's just pump up Arch Manning even though he's not any good. So I think he's probably pretty good. And I even heard some sound bites from guys that do scout the other day that were saying like, he might not be the best quarterback in this class. But make no mistakes about it, he's very good. Mm-hmm. But th- this quarterback class for 2023 is actually just, uh, they even said it, historic. Yeah. The number of guys that you have coming out and that are going to be good, uh, even just looking at a couple of the names, it, it's kind of crazy how many of them I recognize. Usually I don't know much about these guys until uh, it's time for them to enter, to, to get on campus. Yeah, Arch Manning is the number one recruit in the nation. He's one of those guys who has the perfect score. Has committed to Texas. He's QB1. Um, Malachi Nelson, QB2 on this list, that's going to USC, which is fantastic because I do think that he was one of those Oklahoma commits that uh, flipped and went to mm-hmm. USC with Lincoln Riley. Uh, been a lot of talk about him as well. But then a couple other quarterbacks really making a name for themselves this spring, summer is your guy committing to Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, Oh, ye- <laughs> Nico Yamaliava. There it is. Committing to the University of Tennessee. There was a lot of talk. The first, there a lot was. of talk about him before the show. A lot of prep. A lot of prep on, on that name. Uh, in case you guys didn't know, his last name starts with an I. That is not a fucking L. <laughs> Tell the truth, dude. Let's just let's there. Here we go. Just it's a tough name. Yeah. And again, I don't I don't cover a lot of 
college football recruiting. I knew who he was. I don't think I'd ever heard his name actually pronounced until I went and looked it up this morning. Yeah, I had to go to TikTok because I remember coming across a clip where it's like he's getting paid $8 million to go to the University of Tennessee. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And he's uh, the first five-star recruit that they've had mm -hmm. since 2002. Number three quarterback in the class. I would I would assume that he's maybe even number three overall. Just because. I think he's four. I think there's a corner in the mix there as well. Yeah, and this is according to 24-7 sports. I've been going to them since they were a thing, so that's mm -hmm. kind of where I go for recruiting stuff. Uh, he is a five-star quarterback. He's number four nationally, uh, number three quarterback overall. But he kind of got famous, too, because it was rumored, and I don't know that there's been any denial, that he was like the $8 million quarterback. That mm -hmm. A lot of people, the athletic was putting it out like, oh, there's a quarterback in the 2023 class. He's going to get $8 million. And they wouldn't name me, but I think even he's kind of come out and been like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> yeah, he's been showing up to, I think he's in like a seven-on-seven seven league, and he shows up mm -hmm. to some of these leagues like wearing pajama pants. Yeah, that's and like just a like a loose-fitting tank top and one of those like hoodies that are just the hood. Like that's it, and it's like a ten, like the Tennessee logos on there, the T. It's a hoodie and it's just the hood? Yeah, like you just wear like – so instead of like wearing the sweater aspect of it, you literally just wear the hood. Like you cut the hood off of the sweater? Yeah, but they've made it to where it's just the hood, and you can wear that. It kind of like just zips up. It's kind of an odd it's looking. It's so fucking old. <laughs> yeah, it looks odd, but for it, it's been a hit for some uh, reason. The, I think they're fucking hideous looking. Even the pajama pants is weird, but I, he's probably big enough of a name that it might even kind of catch on because he wears them at these 7 on 7. Mm -hmm. And really. he's slicing people up, so I mean he's mm -hmm. doing well in it. Yeah, but I mean, allegedly he's committed to Tennessee for $8 million, which I do think it is kind of cool to see Tennessee get a big name in there. I, I kind of hope that he is good. Mm -hmm. I would like to see Tennessee be good again, actually. Yeah, it would be neat. I mean, especially if you can get Tennessee good, and then, you know, we've seen Miami be getting better as well, and they got a good commit mm -hmm. as well. And Jaden Rashada, $9.5 million is going to him. So, like, you see some of these other programs that, like, okay, hey, we're just going to flat out pay these guys because we can and we want to, and we're just going to build a program back up. Yeah, and it's it, going to make college football very exciting. Like you mentioned there with Jaden Rashada, he committed this week, weekend, and even going into his official visit with Miami, he'd kind of told people, like, ah, Florida's still my favorite. Like, they're, they're one on the old crystal ball. And then uh, Miami Booster comes at him and has said, like, I'll give you $9.5 million in an NIL deal. And this is the one where they've come out and they've kind of declined it and said, like, no, that's not true. Nobody did that. But, I mean, you read some of the message boards. You get behind-the-scenes stuff. Like, this stuff's not secret anymore. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like it's pretty true. And it sounds like Florida was even uh, ready to offer him $11 million. I read an article about him yesterday or the day before that when he committed to Miami, somebody had said he left a couple million on the table. He could have gotten more mm -hmm. actually which is i knew recruiting was going to take off and it was going to be crazy i didn't expect us to jump from oh bryce young <laughs> almost making a million dollars yeah to 11 million 10 million dollars bitch just <laughs> double digit just like god dang right man it's i kind of wish i would uh maybe i don't know 
I don't even know. I want to be like, oh, be a better quarterback at throwing a football. Like, it just never was. I was a fucking center, but it's it fine. just wasn't. A, it wasn't a real option. But I wish it was. <laughs> it would have been cool. It would have been pretty neat to but be it nineteen is... years old and it's like, I got ten million in the bank. Shut up, mom and dad. You can't tell me what to do. I'm <laughs> yeah, grown. Right? I'm the daddy now. I pay the bills in this house. You're under <laughs> my roof now. I'm sorry. Who just paid off the house? That's what I thought. I'm gonna Shut go up. ahead and need you home by nine, actually, mom. <laughs> Okay, and you know uh, I would like two peanut butter jelly sandwiches with the Doritos already in the middle. I'm tired of having the dust on my fingers. <laughs> yeah. So it's just – it's absolutely wild. And with Jaden Rashada, he's a four-star quarterback. He's the number seven quarterback in this class, though. Yeah. So, I mean, good for those guys to go out and get their payday. I don't even care how they did it. Like, if it is the pay-for-play stuff, okay, it's whatever. <laughs> And my Good the thing that I wonder with this too is like you, you know we have these kids that are up here and they're getting this much money, and like I don't want to just sit here and like talk smack on these you know seventeen eighteen year old kids that are you know going to develop into men in college and help change a program or be a part of a program like this, but which one of these guys is like just a total d bag, like because you're getting I mean just there's some kids that are like that where it's like yeah I've been the dude my whole life and i don't know how to handle the spotlight except for just being like it's whatever like who's the spencer been, rattler out of this group you know what i mean have been coddled their whole life and exactly how great they are and even with a lot of these recruiting services and, and websites it's very hard to identify who's actually going to be good yep uh, you can go back i know there's a account that i see on tiktok all the time that he'll go back and look at okay these were the top recruits from this year how'd they pan out most of them actually suck. Yeah. So uh, maybe the recruiting services are getting better about scouting, but I still think a lot of it is like it's name recognition and stuff like that. And so we'll see what, what happens with these guys, Arch Manning included. Yeah. I don't know how good he's going to be. I assume because of his last name, some of the clips and stuff that I've seen, and honestly just the schools that were recruiting him, I assume he's going to be good. 100%. I mean, he could have went anywhere he wanted to. And I don't think Nick Saban is sitting there saying, hey, let's, uh, let's offer this kid a scholarship just because he's a Manning. Yeah. I, I think you have to be good at football. Is that something I could see Texas doing? 100%. But, you know, Alabama, Georgia, some of these other schools that were offering him, I do kind of think that they looked at it and said, okay, we want this guy because he is really good at football. But it's not a guarantee. Uh, Malachi Nelson is another quarterback that I think at one point he was even the number one quarterback in this class. So we'll see how he does as well, too. But I, I am rooting for all these kids to be good. I think it would be very exciting to have this crop of young quarterbacks come up, especially these big three that we have, and for them to be good at blue blood programs that aren't good right now. Yep. Texas, USC, and Tennessee. And, the and thing- throw, throw Miami in there, too. They're yep. another one. And just to kind of stay on this just real quick, it's, it's kind of cool to go all the way down to like where you reach – like right now, I'm at like number 40. This kid's name is Luke Duncan. He's a three-star quarterback, 6'5", 195 pounds, going to UCLA. You're the 40th ranked quarterback in this class, and you're still going to UCLA. Mm-hmm. Like that's pretty freaking cool. And you got a 6'5 kid. Like I mean, that already right there is going to open people's eyes. Like, oh, man, he's just going to put on weight in college and probably maybe grow a little bit more. I don't know. We, this might be a kid we talk about in three or four years. You know what I mean? It was like, man, Luke Duncan at UCLA, he's got the Bruins back on top. Look out. No There's idea what his NIL money there. is, but it's just like that's the cool part about this is you know <laughs> another kid right here, CJ Tiller, going to Boise State, forty five, five spot difference from Boise State to UCLA. 
I, I'm not necessarily going anywhere with this, but it's just kind of neat to see that, like, hey, you can be this far down in ranking, and you still got an opportunity to do something. So even like you said, with these top kids, they might not pan out at these big programs, but a guy going somewhere else at a mediocre program could be the next star. Yeah, and I don't know who it's going to be. I'll guarantee you one of those three-star quarterbacks ends up being pretty good. Yep. Like a, a college football name, maybe not even like a draft prospect, but, I mean, hell, even going back to like some of these rookies and stuff, Mac Jones. Yeah. Like when he committed to Alabama. Everybody, I assume, thought, this guy's going to be a really good backup. Yep. He's probably going to be a great coach for us someday. This <laughs> is fantastic. We got Learn to play both, kid. Yep. Psych, he's a top 15 draft pick, and a lot of people really like him going into next year. I'm, we haven't talked about it, but like, I do wonder how the Patriots are going to be next season. Yeah, I would... History would say to bet on them being good, but I, I don't know. We will see. It feels like Mac Jones has bought into the Patriot way. And if It'll he has... Work. It's ugh. a lot of people are buying into him as well, though. I don't know that I'm there. I'm ready to do that yeah. yet. But uh, Chris Sims loves him, and I don't know what the th- like. I'm rooting for him, and I don't know yeah. why. It's that whole like everybody shitted on him. So now, is that what it is? I would assume. Yeah, a lot of it's because like I, the Patriots, like man, big middle finger to the Patriots. Whatever, I don't care. Like screw you, guys. I don't want to see the game. But it's like, man, it'd be kind of neat to see like Bill Belichick go. Like, all right, Tom Brady moved on. I had a one year of sucking. Still got my next quarterback though. Like yeah. that would be kind of like a ha ha ha. I am good at what I do. Yeah, it would be the ultimate like dick on the table. Exactly. Like, Mike drop just like oh you you thought we were gonna be bad because mm. I had to fucking play Cam Newton for a year. <laughs> Guess who's back, bitch? It's Bill. <laughs> uh, looking at some of these recruiting classes too, I think it's wild. Uh, don't follow it very closely. Have been a lot more since the Arch Manning commitment to Texas, but it is to just even put bias aside for a little bit. It's wild to see what is happening at Texas. If you guys haven't followed it as closely as we have, I mean, it's absolutely wild. When Arch Manning committed to Texas, that boosted up their class to a, they were a top ten mm-hmm. class, and that was like a, that was a big deal. Obviously, the top ten, uh, but it was just like, oh man, like now they're here. Since Arch Manning has committed to Texas, Texas has signed eight other commits. They've committed eight other kids, and now they went from being a top 10 recruiting class to today they're a top three recruiting yeah. class. And what, that Arch Manning effect, I, I even said it when he committed like last week or so. This is going to be huge for the recruiting class and for Texas to be able to get an SEC caliber roster. Yep. Last night they got a, a five-star safety. I was reading a little bit about it this morning. They're in play for the number one linebacker in the class. His name is Anthony Hill. Uh, it sounds like he might even commit to Texas, uh, which would be huge because he's favored to go to Texas A&M right now. Um, that that would be a huge move. And you know, back in the day, I can remember when LSU would come into Texas all the time and steal prospects from the state of Texas. Mm-hmm. Now, Texas being able to dip into Louisiana, get Arch Manning, get the safety, it kind of feels nice. It kind of feels like a win. Yeah. I mean, it really does. And like you said, like it, with Texas getting ready to head to the, the SEC in a couple of years, this is their class that you need to be like ready to go for that. Like You're going to get these kids next year. You're going to give time. You're going to get time to develop them and then head into that and be like, Hey, this first recruiting class that we got, where you know we were sitting in June of that of 2022 with a number three recruiting class, two five stars, eight four stars, five three stars. This is what set us up to be ready for the SEC. 
and yeah, the NIL looking, deal and just being open with all of it, and it's great. But also need to say this. Coaches got to develop these players. Like yeah. that has been the thing with Texas is like kids have come to Texas and then the immediate mindset is we've made it. Like you got to get to Texas and be like, you made it, but now you got to continue to prove that. It was like I, when you listen to sorry to cut you off, Michigan quarterback this last year was like, you know, uh Cade McInerney, well, he was just sitting there talking, he's like, you know, we my class came into here and was like we want to be the difference maker. And, like, that's been the mindset this entire time. We wanted to be the class that beat Ohio State, and we've done it. We wanted to win the Big Ten, and we've done it. And it's like you hear other classes do that at universities at a big program. Texas needs to initiate that as well. And they've been guilty of it numerous times. I can remember when Charlie Strong took over at Texas. That's exactly what I was thinking. And they brought in a really good recruiting class. Uh, they were getting guys from, like, Florida and even California, and everybody was super excited, myself included. And all the recruits were talking about, like, we're going to be the class that changes things. We're going to bring the, we're going to get Texas back. We, we will be that class. Uh, it didn't last long. Yeah. Charlie Strong gets fired. A lot of those players were still there. And even when they were going through the draft process, that's when you brought in Tom Herman. And Tom Herman was like, these guys are soft. They're mm-hmm. entitled. They thought they were going to bring Texas back. They actually suck. And most of them do. So a lot of it is on the coaches. To uh, right now, the recruiting rankings. Ohio State is number one. They already have 14 commits for the 2023 season. Uh, Notre Dame is two. That's pretty wild. Notre Dame, yeah. uh, obviously, they're a great historic program. They're usually not that high in the recruiting rankings. So, Coach Marcus Freeman, there, I think that's going to be huge for recruiting. Again, you've got to develop these guys. But Texas, number three, Penn State, four, Clemson, number five. I, I think one of the biggest, most notable things. No Alabama yet. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Like I saw Arkansas at six. It was like holy cow. Mm-hmm. And you got five four stars, and you know the twelve three stars there as well. Like that's nice. But it's also the fact that they've been able to kind of take advantage of the transfer portal too. You know, like they they hit on that this last year as well. It was just like, all right, hey, we got a couple other receivers coming in. We're losing Trail and Burks. Like here we go. Let's move on. Yeah. And yeah, so the so fact it, that they've done that, and you've been high on Sam Pittman as well in the Razorbacks, so it's going to be interesting to see how they job. are in the SEC moving forward. Yeah, he's done a wonderful job so far. So they're another team that I, I'm not supposed to root for them because they're kind of a rival. But I do. I find myself rooting for them when yeah. they're not playing Texas and kicking the shit out of them. Uh, <laughs> but it is it is cool. June, there's still you know months left before this is going to be official. So even Alabama fans... I'm sure that you're probably listening to this and you're like, oh, well, just wait, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm not stupid. Yep. I <laughs> I know a little bit about recruiting. So the fact that these rankings in June don't really matter, I'll tell you the rankings in December, January, February don't really matter either. It's about what you do with these guys. Um, even, you know, Ohio State, they have the number one class, like Brooks even put in the chat, like 13 of those commits are receivers too. That sounds really cool, and it's going to bring up your class you're only going to play four, five of them tops yeah. on the field. So we'll see how that works out, too. And I think another big thing with recruiting, you got to be able to keep these guys. You've got to be able to bring them in. And, you know, uh, Jamison Williams was a great player for Ohio State. Couldn't see the field, transferred to Alabama. So even that recruiting class probably looked pretty good. But then you start to lose guys from it. But it is exciting for me, at least, to look at it kind of early on. I do think these quarterbacks are going to be – exciting and we'll see what happens with their name image likeness stuff because i'll tell you at miami you're going to be willing to pay 9.5 million dollars for a quarterback next year yep. because in the re- recruiting cycle you have to hit on a quarterback almost every year 
Yeah. yeah I mean, you absolutely And do. then one of them will kind of rise to the top and be the guy. I remember when I first started hanging out with you and Matt, we went and got a drink. I, I was in, still in college, and I drove over from Springfield, and we met at Buffalo Wild Wings. And I remember sitting there talking to you, and it was just like, why does Texas – continue to recruit these four or five star quarterbacks when I think they just gotten like Shane Bichelle at the time. I was like, you have Shane, like why are you going and adding more to that? Like why don't you just let him be the guy? Because I mean he right. was a five or five four star and everyone's very excited about it. And it was Trent, and I remember Dilfer compared him to Aaron Rodgers. Yes. And so like I remember just talking to you and you were like, you know, like I really don't either, but he's like, you know, there's no guarantee that he's going to hit. And like, I think that was the first time I kind of realized, like, ah, I never looked at it that way in terms of college well, football. Well, he didn't you because get... Sam Ellinger was the next guy up and ended up stealing that job. Yeah, the <laughs> next year, and I was kind of, like, fucking pissed because there was that cool video clip over the summer where he was at the lake and he threw, like, a 60-yard bomb across the water and hit his buddy on the jet ski right on the money. And I was like, that's a fucking Texas quarterback. That's legit. Look at that. And it was like, well, he's not even a starter anymore. So, adios. Yeah, or, you know, Tennessee, what if they get old Nico on campus? Mm-hmm. You've paid him $8 million. What if he's not good? Oh, that's Can a- you go back to those boosters and say, oh, like, hey, by the way, it didn't pan out. We need, it. We need another eight. That's the scary part about all of this is <laughs> yep. you're getting these boosters to give up their money, and then it's like it didn't pan out. Some yeah, of it's going to pay off, and it's going to be great, and they're going to be willing to give you more money moving forward. But at the same time, it's like, do those boosters get that money reciprocated? Like, is it given back to them somehow? Like, or is it just like, I gave you eight and a half million dollars for this quarterback to come here, just happy to see my team be good? Like, is that just like a a fuck off eight and a half million dollars that these boosters are throwing around? Because so I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go be friends with them and be like, hey, you just want to throw me a fuck off couple mil? Yeah, you'll never see me again. Miami's got it. They they were one of those first teams that like as soon as the laws passed or maybe before they passed. Uh, that it was uh, every scholarship athlete like got ten thousand dollars or something to be a promoter for this gym. Yes, and so like this, their boosters got the money, but we'll see what happens with it when it starts to come out like every year. Mm-hmm. Like, are you going to give you know, every quarterback this money? How pissed are you going to be when one of these guys busts when he's not good and you've paid him a shitload of money? Yep. And with you know USC, I don't know how much they. If they've paid any money actually for their quarterback, <laughs> I don't. I don't know that I've heard. I, I would assume either. that he's going to be able to get deals, but I. I think with Malachi Nelson, I think he committed just to be with uh, Lincoln Riley. Yep. Which is it, that's just a smart move. If I mean, if USC wins the Pac-12 in like the next two years, Lincoln Riley is going to be a god there. Yeah. Like just look do, how honestly. fast we change this. And I and that's another one of those programs that would be exciting to see be good again in college mm-hmm. football. One thing I kept scrolling down on the uh, recruiting classes here. Mainly did this for my guy Brooks cuz I kind of wanted to give shit on like shit on Kansas a little bit. I was like, "Hey, this is a school that beat Texas last year. They're ranked 63rd in the recruiting class right now, but this caught me by surprise. Mizzou is right behind them at 64." Really? Yeah. I was just like, "Holy cow." And I, again, I know it's June. <laughs> But, like, all the way down there at the bottom. Last week, uh, Kansas was 71st. Apparently, they've gotten a commit since then that bumped them up to 63. And Missouri, I think, lost one. They went down to from 59 to 64. Yikes. So, what? maybe not lost. Just other schools jumped ahead of them. But. Okay, I guess it was this recruiting cycle. Everybody was – because, obviously, we live here in Missouri. Yeah. Everybody was like, this class is so good for Missouri. Yeah, the five-star receiver, a couple yeah, quarterbacks. It was the 2020. Two recruiting yep. class that finished 18th. And they're on campus right now. So it is going to be interesting to see if they can make an impact year one as true freshmen. Doubt it, but 
it's still going to be nice to have those guys on campus. I do think Mizzou's heading in the right direction as well. Kansas, I don't know. We'll see. Like, hopefully you have the right guy there. Coach, where do you come from? Buffalo? Yeah. So no one takes Kansas football serious, but at the same time, that would be kind of an interesting school to see be good just because they're local for us. Not that I want them to, and not beating Texas. Just don't want to see that again, of course. But I don't know. There's just some schools where it's like, man, they've been so bad at this sport for so long. It would be kind of cool to see them be good just a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. And that, that's fine. <laughs> I, like, before, I hated Kansas when they did get good, but I was working and going to school in Kansas. So you just heard about it all the time? All the time. And one of the kids was from Pittsburgh as well. So it was yeah. the receiver, I believe, right? Yeah, or tight end, something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we'll see. I, I don't know that, no offense to Brooks, I don't know that Kansas is ever going to be good at football. I'm not talking shit to him because, like, they beat us last year. And he, mm-hmm. he can just hit me with the scoreboard, and he'll be like, oh, all right. Right. They're great at basketball. I don't know that they're ever going to be a football program. Yeah. Like, if they win four games at Kansas for football, you should be very excited about it. And if you want to celebrate like you won the national championship, go for it. If you want to storm <laughs> the field if you beat Texas, go for it. I don't know that they're ever going to be a consistent, like, nine-win football team. Yeah. Would be cool though. Never say never, but like <laughs> in the next hundred years, I just don't know if that's going to happen. That uh, Kansas Oklahoma game where they didn't shake Baker Mayfield's hand at the center field, and then Baker yeah. Mayfield like rubbed his crotch or whatnot to the sideline. I took my mom to that football game because she is an OU fan, and they were in Kansas. I was like, all right, let's go. I think it'd be a lot of fun, and it was a lot of fun. That that Kansas atmosphere, like it's kind of underrated. Like, I think it's, it's in, a pretty good tailgate experience. Actually. Yeah, it's like an older stadium, but it's like a, a pretty much. Like a, a, it's in a uh, bunch of neighborhoods. It's just like yeah, it's like a, you just walk hey, down this a giant houses, hill, boom. and it was just like <laughs> fucking football stadium. And you're walking up, and you're like, damn, this is kind of cool. And their band, like this is going to sound super stupid. Their band's actually pretty good. It was a pretty good halftime performance. It was a, kind of a chilly, windy day. And all of a sudden, like Baker Mayfield comes in that second half and just fucking lights them up. And it was like, all right, this has been fun to watch. I think that might have been the one time I was actually rooting for Baker Mayfield in Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah. So you're not even going to shake his hand? Like, that's that's stupid. Should he have been grabbing his crotch on the sidelines? Probably not. I love – that was one of those other situations. Like, there are kids in the stadium. <laughs> yeah. Shut up. Bitch, there is nobody fucking here. <laughs> yeah. There's also kids that watch sports center. Like, Me and my mom sat at the 50-yard line, 15 rows up, and no one was around us. It was, like, fantastic. <laughs> like, we had – like, we went to our assigned seats and it was like – there's no need for us to sit. We can go anywhere we want, and we did. It was a lot of fun. Was it last year that Kansas was, like, winning a game, and they're like, hey, we opened Against stadium. Oklahoma, open stadium. Just, just come in. No ticket. Come on down. Needed. I hope they do that again. Make that a thing. I wish a lot of stadiums would be like, holy shit, we are fucking winning. You all need to get here. Yeah, like, yo, it's halftime. We got a lead. Stadium's open. If it wasn't for that stupid third down play, though, they, Kansas has a possibility to beat them there in the third quarter. It's just that little third down or fourth down conversion happened when Caleb Williams took the ball from his player and then fell over the first down line. It was just like, well, is that even legal? Because if it was, I'll tell you what, I tried to do that in Little League and got troubled by my coaches. Had that idea in practice, like, hey, coach, if like – He's if Hayden's in the middle of getting tackled here, can I like just stand beside me like Hayden toss me the ball and then like I get to run? And my coach was like, I mean we could, but like we're not gonna do that. We're gonna bet on Hayden breaking that tackle, <laughs> motherfucker. No, he did not. Yeah, he ran. Hayden was a hard runner. He's my dude. But I just remember being a kid, just like like I'm, you know what I mean? I'm gonna get some creative plays going here, coach. Fuck uh, this offensive line bullshit. Trying to do that as a coach and be like, absolutely fucking not. 
Like, I'm a third grader playing offensive line just because, like, I'm the tallest kid. I wasn't even a big little kid. When I got to middle school, chunked up big time. I was in the husky pants section when we had to go clothes shopping. But, like, third and fourth grade playing football, uh-huh. coach, let me sling this pigskin. Yeah. I don't want to kill your vibe here. I was also a husky pants kid. Uh, also got to carry the ball, though. <laughs> yeah, because I'm sure you had other big kids. No. Well, lucky fucking you. <laughs> no, our, this was... In, like that was for middle school though, right? In middle school, that's where I chunked yeah. up and like I lost a lot. But no, like, I was always thick. I've always been husky. Lucky you. We had the weight limit, so that was our mm-hmm. thing too. Because my sixth grade year was the last year of, like wreck, and it was like you had to be under a certain weight, and I was over it by two pounds. And I was just like, I remember being in the doctor's office, just like begging them to lie, like just <laughs> lie so I can like play fullback or like play tight end, like so I can, because like if you were over the weight, like huh? you, couldn't you couldn't be touch a ball, the ball carrier. Put that big X on your helmet and said, yeah. no, no, can't like, do this it. fucking blows. <laughs> you go play school like Lockwood, and they got this massive running back, and you're like, that's clearly not right. Yeah, darn. Just think if you could have carried just, the ball back then. What could have been? Leader. You know, I probably wouldn't be here today. I'd probably be in the league. <laughs> fucking right? doctors, God at- damn it. Club 609 for their happy hour from 2 o'clock until 8 o'clock every weekday and their special 11 a.m. till 8 p.m. happy hour every Saturday. One hell of a spot to be. Uh, definitely check it out. If you're in the Joplin area, it's worth coming in town for uh, right there in downtown Joplin, Missouri. Uh, again, best happy hour in the world. Two for one drink specials and $2 draft pours at Club 609. Absolutely. Next up is Downtown Lube. Be sure to visit them at downtownlube.com for their full list of services. Uh, they do specialize in tires and lube, but they are much more than that. So, again, their website at downtownlube.com to visit their full list of services. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. You're going to need oil changed in your tire service. Make sure you get that done and taken care of at Downtown Lube right here in the four states, Joplin, Missouri. This chat is killer, dude. I got tears coming out of my eyes right now. <laughs> I'm glad that they listen uh, so intently when I'm not because I did like I heard it, but that was the time when I didn't. Like I react. just I'm lo- I'm reading this message from Brooks where he's just like, Oh, you said chunked up. <laughs> like that is just how I read that in my mind. Oh my god, I'm crying. He just chunked that's up big time and it exploded should, with happiness. Whew, damn you it, should Jake. listen to the podcast every morning, <laughs> ten AM live in the call in app so you can join and take part of being in the chat, too. Again, some of the best content lives in the chat. And I don't always mention it or read it. I want people to go there. Check it out yeah. for yourself. Uh, we do appreciate all the people listening live in the chat uh, and contributing, too. It's absolutely my favorite feature of the podcast. I can't believe I ever podcasted before without it. I do love it and enjoy it. Uh, now time for a little Tell the Truth Tuesday. I'm going to let you go first on this one. No, I'll go. I'm a little embarrassed. Here's the thing. I've I've come out and I've said that I'm having like an undefeated summer. That I'm having a fantastic <laughs> summer. Yeah. And very happy I, for you, by the way. I, I do feel like it's maybe it's a little bit braggy, but at the same time, I can't help it. I don't know what I did. I'm just having a fantastic summer. Hey, go off, King. Last night, it almost came to an end. <laughs> Last night, weather was nice again, and I decided uh, I'm going to cook on the black scum. Blackstone, like that's something that I've been trying to do more of, like recipes, get creative with it. I want to get good at that. Um, your boy, low key, pretty good on the grill. No, there's no low key there's about not. it. You're it's really it's good. known. If you get <laughs> yeah. at it, you know it's not. <laughs> the listeners might not know. Yeah, there's a part of your event who's on the fucking grill. It's mellow. Yeah, uh, we've even talked about like family vacations before, and people are like, oh, I'll cook this day. One of my older brothers is like, I will volunteer mellow to cook for me. That day. I'm pretty good yeah. at it, but I'm 
trying to do better. I, I will say, over the weekend, I made one hell of a brunch mm-hmm. for me and my daughters that it even impressed me. <laughs> hey, next time, why don't you, if you got leftovers, like help a brother out. You know, <laughs> I'm over here. Good. You don't have leftovers when it's good. Okay. Uh, but last night, I got home and I decided I haven't done burgers on the grill in a long time because that's just kind of like the the boring thing to do. But as I wanted to. So I get about halfway through cooking my burgers on the grill, and for the first time ever, I've got no gas in it. It ran out. So <laughs> I'm no like, gas. why is this thing not fucking heating up? I'm starting to get mad. Uh, the flies are starting to swarm me, and I fucking hate flies. I, yep. Um, and then I realized, oh, shit, I'm out of gas. And I've had my Blackstone for like a year or so now, so this has never happened to me before. Uh, no problem, though. I take the burgers inside off the grill, cook them in there, eat. The embarrassing part is I don't know how to exchange the the tank of gas. Like your propane tank? I've never done it before in my life. Ever. I know how to disconnect it. Yeah. Like are you talking about like with the store? Yeah, what do I do? I just pull up and be like, Hey, I got this big empty tank and I want a new one. Yeah. Well I mean <laughs> You know they're not ha- – like they just – you just literally replace no, them. I literally don't know. I've never been with someone when they've done it. I've oh, no. It okay, so yeah. that No, you're fine. The, I don't want to come off like I'm mansplaining Please this. Please mansplain. Okay. <laughs> so the, like you'll literally just like take it to – like uh, I'm sure you can go to like Casey's or something and have those propane tanks out. And you'll just say, hey, I need to buy a propane tank of gas. And then you'll just – and be like, I have another one to exchange. So you'll just put that in. And replace it, and then you'll take one that has gas. And when you Put take one that has rear. gas, it's going to be heavy. And then the one that you give in is going to be completely light and empty. So if you were to go in and reach and you pick one that's a super light, you know it's also empty. But that you just replace Aren't they it. they locked all the time? They are locked, but that's why you have to tell the employee inside. They'll come unlock it for you, and then. And I just go on about my merry way. Yeah. It's like bad. It's honestly just like buying a bag of ice. You just tell them in the store, like, hey, I want two bags of ice. You go out okay. there and do it. They'll have to come out and unlock yeah, the thing. Yeah, I, I have no idea. I yeah. even Googled it. <laughs> the question is so dumb. Even Google like didn't know how to answer it. Uh, Google is like, here's how to reconnect your tank after you exchange it. And I'm like, no. Walk me through the process at Walmart. What do I do now? <laughs> like, I've disconnected the tank. Now what do I do with it? I yeah. put it in my truck. I take it to Casey's. And I'm just like, hey, need a new one. Uh, what do you want me to do with this? <laughs> yeah. I just bring it into the store and like wait in line while I'm holding <laughs> I wouldn't hold it in the store. Just be like, hey, I need to get a propane tank and then just exchange the old one that I have. Cool. Yep. So that's my my first. I, I have another I've one never seen you in a position like this before. I don't no. know. <laughs> I've been a charcoal uh, charcoal guy my whole life yeah. until you know about a year ago when I finally started using the Blackstone. So I – I have no idea. Even like sometimes, you know, my brothers have been grilling before and it's like, ah, shit, ran out of gas. I got to go exchange it. I'm like, oh, okay. Yep. I'm aware that that's what you do, but I didn't know how mm-hmm. until two minutes ago. <laughs> but I've always wanted, like, do I just roll up and take my empty one? Yeah. Jake like, says that battery. he, uh, <laughs> Jake says he'll take his to a hardware store and then have it refilled. That's cheaper. I didn't know you could do that because, like, I think if you go get a new propane tank, it's like 40 bucks. A new one is, yeah. You can yeah. do that. I've seen the stickers where it yeah. says exchange it for like fifteen bucks. Yeah. So if you leave a tank and then like take a new one, then yeah, it's going to be not as. Have to be the same brand. Not necessarily propane to propane. Okay. Unless you want to talk to like Hank Hill or something. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's my first one. I had no idea. No idea how to refill or, or exchange. Yeah. 
and it's not hard to refill. They'll just hook it up and refill it, and then boom, you're on your merry way. There we go. Yeah, we're back. Undefeated summer. Love it. Now <laughs> just make sure a... when you rehook it up, you turn it off. You don't just have your fucking propane running. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. Okay, I, I do that. I have I left it running before? Yes. Man, I... it, it usually hits me like honestly. There was one time it was like three hours later. It's like, did I remember to turn that off? Fuck, I didn't. <laughs> So, so what I, happens, like, just out of curiosity, what happens, like, is propane just, like, floating in the air, or is it just, like, stuck in the line? Like, does it just, like, build up in the line, and if you were to turn on your grill, it would just be, like, a big boo? Like, if you were to light it, like, does that make sense, or does, like, does it start to leak, and then that's where it becomes real I, dangerous? I don't necessarily understand your question. Because, like, pro, like, your propane tank, like, uh-huh. you have to turn it off when you're not using it. Yes. But then when you are, like, if you leave it on over a long period of time, does that propane start to leak out of the line, like, through the grill? I believe so, because so, like, you can up? smell it sometimes. Yeah. And be like, oh, shit, I forgot to close it. I've just always had an irrational fear that as a kid. It's just like, we're going both open house up. Mom doesn't turn off the, the propane tank here. Like, every time I went outside as a kid, like... I don't. This is kind of a tell the truth Tuesday. I always looked <laughs> at that propane tank because when I was little, like I, I we trust had them. A, <laughs> I'll trust them. I'm gonna check. Got to got to take care of things myself. Yeah, I know. Three days ago, we cooked on that, so I'm gonna <laughs> turn it off. I I don't do the grass uh, gas grills. Yeah. So yeah. we had a natural gas leak at our house when I was a kid, and it put me in the hospital for a couple of days, like that in first grade. <laughs> I mean, I got really, really sick. My class was like, oh, my gosh, he might they die. they write you letters and shit? They did, dude. I remember being <laughs> in first grade reading the freaking big old thing of notes from, like, all my classmates. I was like, that is so cool. And then I come back, and, like, some of them were like, hey, like, where were you at? And I was like, I was in the hospital. I was like, you wrote me a card. And they're like, oh, I just thought that was for, like, a project. I was like, you fucking asshole. <laughs> I almost died. <laughs> Or at least that's uh, what I thought. I don't know. I was probably fine, but <laughs> I probably shouldn't tell this story because the guy listens to the podcast sometimes. Uh, but when I was in second grade, one of my classmates got into an accident with a tractor and it like annihilated his leg. He almost lost his leg. Oh yikes! <laughs> and when it was time to like write the notes, because my class did that too, a lot of people are like, "It's just a broken leg." <laughs> like why are we why are we writing these notes? Like it's just a broken leg. Like, he's gonna be fine. <laughs> Teacher was like, it was a lot more than just a broken leg. Blah blah blah. Like, Thing right. shredded. <laughs> <laughs> so I should erase this picture. I drew of a tractor. Or <laughs> oh my god, you're kidding? <laughs> Is that what you sent him? I drew a picture of a tractor. Oh, I fuck did. You. I was like, oh, oh hey, are you scared of this? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about the tractor accident. Here's a picture of a tractor. <laughs> Second grade mindset. It's whatever. Uh, your Tell the Truth Tuesday, the official one. Yeah, my official Tell the Truth Tuesday is going to be a broken TV. I kind of <laughs> dabbled into a little bit last or yesterday on the pod. Um, but going through college, I had a real big issue with just like getting pissed at Madden. And I've talked about it a little bit before about things where I get annoyed with. The but video I have game. The video game Madden. I have toned that down so much more and the reason why i did tone it down is because when i was living in kansas city uh, i got home from work one evening didn't have anything to do uh my roommate at the time had something to do that night so they weren't there either and i was like fuck i'm just gonna play madden but i was getting pissed at the game so much and i kept trying to run this play and i was like that's not how this is supposed to happen and it got to a close point in the game i decided to run that play again messed up and i tossed my i slammed my controller down and when i hit the ground it popped out of my hand and then skyrocketed across the living room and the entertainment center that we had was low sitting so the tv wasn't very high smacked the bottom right corner of the tv and broke it and i just sat there in silence was it your tv or was like what your roommate's tv 
Uh, it was like we bought it together. <laughs> so it was like, fuck, this is not good at all. So I ran to Walmart and bought a new TV and replaced it so they wouldn't know. <laughs> and, like, that's my Tell the Truth Tuesday. So, and ever like, since then, it was, like, toned down the angerness. But, like, dude, I've been – ever since I was a kid, like, I've had – an issue with Madden playing the video game. I'm like, it just <laughs> video games not going my way. Like, back to PlayStation One, dude, where hey, there was a wire on the controller <laughs> where I would just throw that son of a bitch across my bedroom. And like, I never remember having my parents like yell at me or like asking me to calm down because like I had like my room, I didn't have a door on it because my parents were like, no fucking privacy for you kids. We're paying attention to everything you little efforts mm-hmm. do. There were four of us. I would be sitting in a beanbag and just take that controller and just throw it, like stand up off the beanbag and just throw it in the beanbag and then just like throw the beanbag against the wall. Never remember like getting in trouble for that. I remember playing Madden and I picked teams because I thought the logos were cool and I thought the Panthers logo was super neat and I just saw them in the Super Bowl. I would threaten Steve Smith and his family that if he didn't catch the ball, I was going to murder him and his entire family. Jesus. That was eight, seven, eight-year-old Austin, like up against the TV where you had to like put in the red and yellow cords in the back, turn it to channel three, make sure the PlayStation worked. If it didn't, you turned it off and turned it on again. And I'm right up against that TV, the static. And I was just like, Steve Smith, I swear to God, if you don't catch this ball right now, I'm going to murder you and your entire family. And the thing is, he'd fucking catch it. So my dumbass mind to, is like, this works. I'm like, going to take that quote. I'm going to tweet it out. And I'm going to tag Steve Smith. So I can know because he's a, he's a – that's a thick son of a bitch. <laughs> and, he, and he is, like we were talking about with Kendrick Perkins earlier in the episode, he's about it, and I'm not with him. <laughs> right. He'll drive to Missouri. Yeah. He'll show up it? to the address. You He'll like, start asking people around town, where's, where's the mic'd up office? Where's, where's this big country guy? Yeah. We're not uh, putting up. We're taking our signs down. <laughs> right. Uh, you, you've always gotten fired up about Madden. I, I remember watching you play it in the office one time. And be like this guy, I like. I don't know if he's being for real or if he's just like trying to be over the top. <laughs> that was that's the lowest level. Like there were some moments of like frustration because there were like some close plays, like ugh. But <laughs> or listening you to you lose at video games. It wasn't Madden, but it was even like I think it was college football. And like, what are you doing? Like, why would <laughs> yeah. you throw the ball that way? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yep, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. That's the wrong fucking button. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, my last Tell the Truth Tuesday uh, is yesterday I went on a bike ride. Weather's mm. been nice. Uh, bought a bike, what was it, last spring or something like that? Uh, been neglecting it. But went on a bike ride yesterday, and I was on a trail, not like a like a mountain bike trail. You see those like crazy people that are going through like narrow little trees and shit like that. No. It's like a big – you could drive a car down this trail. Yeah, uh, but just going on a nice little bike ride, go a little exercise in the afternoon. Hey, and yeah. I was telling you and Matt about it this morning. Even uh, I, I've done this trail before. Like we don't have a lot of them here in Joplin, so I, I did it. And I got to this little creek place where you just kind of—that's where everybody always stops and like, you look at the water, blah blah blah, whatever. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm feeling pretty good. I'm gonna keep going. So I keep going, and then I get to a point to where it's like, oh, I'm, I'm tired. Let's see where I'm at. <laughs> so I open my Google Map. And I'm like, oh, there's another creek just up ahead. I've never ridden to that part before. Let's ride to it. Mm-hmm. So I'm riding, and I'm like, there's no creek. Continue to ride. <laughs> Where the fuck is this water? Just wanted to see it, look at it, and then go home. Open up the Google Map, <laughs> and I realized that I went full dumb and dumber. I was riding in the wrong direction. 
the whole time. It was the creek that was behind me. My Yikes. phone had not like the same creek. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's one creek out there. I had already passed it and it continued <laughs> to keep oh, dude, going. No, the creek looped around. It doesn't. <laughs> no, and it doesn't. So now I'm exhausted, and I have to ride back the other way. So I, I made it two miles in, which is a pretty good bike ride for me who hasn't been doing it very often. Yeah, it's and it's also it's a lot more hilly than I. Than you perceive. Like when you walk it, it's like, it's nothing. Yeah. When you're on a bike and you're riding up the hill. Pedaling up the hill is exhausting. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So my ass made it two miles in and then had to ride two miles back out. Well, you started a little too damn hot. Way too hot. I thought like, (laughs) hey, let's just go for a nice little bike ride. Like first time in a long time riding it. Let's do a little bike ride. No, I made a massive fucking four mile trek through the forest of joplin and uh, i was paying for it yesterday i i was very sore legs could barely yeah. move uh, but i knew that like I, I can't just sit around and do nothing uh, or i'll stiffen up that's what she said and, but uh, so legs are fine today they were hurting really bad yesterday mm-hmm. uh now i'm having the bicycle seat pains yeah which is not good for me at all it taint good <laughs> uh, so that's what i'm going through this might be like a really weird question because i just kind of realized it myself on riding a bike how far back do you sit on the seat i don't know i just i, I sit because on- <laughs> this is the reason i feel like i've always like i've ridden a bike since i was a little kid and like anytime i'm on a bike for a long period of time like it like it hurts like, god damn this is just not as comfortable but I feel like I was always sitting further up forward on it. And so, like, I was never, like, the part where it's, like, for your, like, ass to be, like, seated. Like, I wasn't far back enough. And, like, I've been I've been doing CrossFit lately with Matt and his wife, Kristen. And, like, you have to do, like, a bike to warm up. You're usually like, hey, hop on for a couple minutes. And then, like, we'll kind of get the workout ready to go. And so I was like, all right, cool. I didn't hit me until, like, literally yesterday. It was like, I'm sitting too far on this bike seat. Like, this is why I've always hated riding bikes for long periods of time. And, like, I scooted myself back, and I was like, this is so much nicer. Like, this is so much more fucking relaxing and relieving sitting on the bike instead of just being, like, so forward. Because my mindset with this, like, anytime I'm on a bike, it's like, I'm going to fucking haul ass. And I know people, if you guys are getting inappropriate in the chat again with this, it's going to be unbelievable. But it's like, that wasn't my mindset with it. It's just, I, I guess I never noticed it. I I've never even thought about it. <laughs> so you just hop on a bike and you're set. You're good to yeah, go. Yeah, I get what you're saying though. Like maybe the yeah. the narrow part, yeah, is too far up your ass, and that's what's <laughs> making you sore. Yeah, which would explain a lot. But I don't know. I just sit on it. I also like I I think everybody has that problem. Like oh, the seat is uncomfortable. So I even bought one of those like seat covers. Yeah, it's a little bit wider for a grown man ass, <laughs> but I'm still feeling it today. I don't know. We'll see if bike ride 2.0 happens this afternoon. I, don't go fucking four miles. Highly doubt. <laughs> you go to the creek and you hop your ass back. <laughs> Water I know. looks good. I got, when I got Water's still the, flowing. I'm out. <laughs> like the end of that trail. It was like, I've really never been here before. And there was not a fucking creek. Like what is <laughs> happening? <Were> there... <laughs> Furthermore, uh, when I got to the trail, there was another person. So I went mid-afternoon. It's like nobody else will be here. That's what I was going to ask. I don't want to embarrass myself with like some other riders and stuff yeah. like that. Or fall off your bike, Joe Biden, that shit. No <laughs> yeah, that my that. whole 
thought process too is like don't wreck this bike <laughs> don't have to like update the sheet on the last time you call your fucking bike. call call for help like hey man i'm i'm down pretty bad right now Can yeah. you i'm me? about three miles into this trail uh, i'm gonna need you to me and that key option are coming in hot <laughs> yeah but even yesterday i i pulled up in my truck to the trail i have my bike in the back of the truck yeah i see this other person i'm like ah oh, shit there's another person who's about to start the trail too they're riding a bike in my mind, I thought they look professional. They've got like the the biker gear on. Uh-huh. They're gonna be so far ahead of me, it's not even gonna matter. And so it's like whatever, I don't care. So I start riding, and then I've, I was feeling a little bit confident. So I was like, I'm gonna catch that person. They weren't that far ahead of me. I'm gonna catch them. Uh, I didn't catch them, <laughs> uh, but they had started the trail, got to whatever point they wanted to, and then started coming back. And I was like, damn, you're like. You're really hauling ass. Like, good job to the other person that's doing yeah. this. Is what I'm thinking. And as they start to get closer and closer, I'm like, wait a second. This is like a 50, 60 year old woman. I couldn't catch her. She's just <laughs> hauling ass down this yeah. trail. <laughs> hey, I, there are some women in that CrossFit gym, dude. That was like they kick my ass. In my mind, it was like uh, she just has a nicer bike than me. <laughs> 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 man if i get wheels that nice one day you better look out yeah i was like oh what did you got like a, a real off-road bike i've got yeah. like a 120 dollar bike from academy <laughs> <laughs> but one of these days lady <laughs> will race and i will actually be able Ugh. to maybe beat you yeah, i'm gonna you carry want... a stick i'm gonna throw it in your peg see you later right it's been a long time too so i don't even like know how to work the gears and stuff and <laughs> it's like i know how to work them it's but it's like what is the best gear for me to be in right now i don't know not one, unless you're on just a complete straightaway path where you're not dealing with any of it. Legs just pumping. Fucking <laughs> all. Going nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's it for us today. That's uh, our Tell the Truth. We appreciate you guys putting up with us, as always, every weekday. Uh, it's only Tuesday. Uh, but we'll be back tomorrow again. Remember, we have that special show on Friday live from the golf course. Yes, which sir. Which will be uh, exciting. I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, we appreciate you guys joining us here today, though. We'll be back at it tomorrow right here in the call-in app again. Uh, check out the show here uh, if you can. I know a lot of you are probably at work, but uh, if you can, the chat is definitely going off every day. It's the best place to get the podcast. Uh, I do appreciate the people on Apple and Spotify as well, uh, but definitely check it out on call-in if you haven't before. That's it for me and Big Country. We'll be back tomorrow right here at 10 a.m.